What's up and welcome to the Happy Healthy Girl podcast where we cultivate a safe space to have authentic conversations that support you in becoming your highest freaking self, promote the discovery of a deep self-love and pump up your confidence. Tackling everything from spirituality to dating to general life lessons, this pod is a conversation between us gal pals in our late 20s trying to navigate what the fuck it means to adult and live our lives to the fullest. Keeping it candid AF as I continue to grow with you all too. Get ready to laugh, get ready to learn, but most importantly, get ready to embrace your authentic self un-a-freaking-apologetically. Ready, girlfriend? Let's jump in. Hey, gal pal, really quick before you begin this episode, I wanted to share with you two amazing and exciting things that I have put together for you to support you in your growth, to support you in diving into greater alignment and really finding out who is it that is your authentic self? What does it mean to be your highest, most authentic self? So these two amazing offers that I have for you, they are both something that I am very excited for and come from like the deepest part of my heart because these are things that have helped me in my growth journey. So the first one is yoga. I am offering virtual yoga, not once, but twice a week. So we're going to be offering yoga. We, I'm going to be offering yoga Wednesday evenings. This will be more of a grounding session, a slow flow, really getting in tune with our bodies and winding down from our day. That will be Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The other yoga that I'll be offering, again, is virtual. It will be Sunday mornings around 10 a.m., and this will be more of a power flow, more of like waking up for the day, energizing our bodies, engaging our muscles, and coming back into the present moment because we are tapping into the energy source of our body and bringing in the use of our muscles, maybe even shedding a droplet of sweat or glistening however you want to put that out there so if you want to do that yoga with me it is ten dollars a class or you can do three classes for twenty five dollars let me know send me a dm on instagram i want you to be a part of this amazing yoga journey yoga literally transformed my life it allowed me to ground myself deeper come back into my body lean into my intuition and still practice that spiritual side while engaging my body in a physical activity. So I'm taking care of my mind, my body, and my spirit with one simple practice. It is so life-changing, has been so life-changing for me, and I would love to be the catalyst of that change for you. The second thing that I'm offering is one-on-one authentically activated coaching sessions. I remember back when I started my growth journey, my personal growth journey, my spiritual growth journey, It was hella overwhelming. Like I didn't know left from right, up from down. And so I've been through it now. This is my fourth year in this like spiritual growth alignment world. And I want to help you take those first few steps so that you can really enjoy the process instead of feeling overwhelmed. It's a 60 minute session, $111. That's it. One, one, one. Because I love that spiritual connection there. 
And you and I, we're going to dive into things. We're going to dive into what it is to be who you are right now, who you think it is to be your most aligned self. What would it feel like to be her? What are her characteristics, her values? What kind of life does she live? Then we're going to go back and we're going to jump into like, what are the barriers or what do you think your barriers are? And the last thing we're uncovering together is we are going to create a vision for your life that gets you so freaking excited and we'll break it down into daily habits and weekly, monthly goals that you can take action on right now. So you can take those steps every single day knowing I'm doing this. And it's helping me step into my highest, most authentic self. And it's helping me create my most desired life, my most desired reality. So if you are ready and you are looking for that guide, book your one-on-one session today. Um, Head over to the website, link is in the bio, and you can book your one-on-one session and we will get started. Okay, girlfriend, enjoy this episode and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. We have another amazing guest on with us today. I am very excited for this conversation. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself to the community a little bit because I know who you are, but they don't know just yet. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. So thank you very much. Uh, My name is Dana. I'm Canadian, currently living in Colombia. I've been here for about a year um, I speak fluent Spanish, I speak English, and uh, over the last couple of years, as I was learning Spanish as my second language, I really got super heavy into what I think a lot of people start off with is this self-improvement journey. Mm-hmm. So I really approach it from that perspective, a lot of mindset type work, a lot of how can I optimi- optimize my time and be as productive as possible. And um, I just ended up realizing that I was running in the same cycle over and over and over again. And nothing really like I I didn't feel any different. Mm -hmm. And that's what everybody wants, right? Like we want to feel different when we embark on one of these journeys. And so I happened chance came across this term on Instagram, spiritual psychologist. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, that sounds really cool. And so I looked into it a little bit and found out that there are kind of this field or this area of practitioners in the therapy coaching space. And they really blend science and spirituality and look at things like somatics and your nervous system. And so about two years ago, uh, I started doing that type of coaching Mm -hmm. and it just completely changed my life. Um, And I'm I am very nerdy. I love learning new things. And so I kind of latched on to the science behind what was happening in my body as I was going through this healing process, which led me to understand that it really was this blend between science and spirituality. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings me to today where I've spent the last couple of years really diving into the research, experimenting on myself in so many different ways and kind of coming to this idea of a framework that somebody can use to go through to to heal themselves and to really be able to to live a life where they're happy and they're healthy, yeah. which is why I love the name of your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And yeah, and that brings me to where I am today, which is um, like really sharing this message with people, starting to work with people kind of in a one-on-one capacity, and then just applying this to my life in general. I love that. I love that. Where in Canada were you from or are you from, I guess? Toronto area. So like, okay. I don't know. Are you 
Are you Canadian? Yeah, yeah, I'm Canadian, and I'm oh, um, from just outside of London, Ontario, in Port Stanley. So you said Canada, and I was uh, like, I wonder uh, if we were close at one point. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm from Newmarket, which yeah. is actually like 45 minutes north of Toronto, but usually, yeah, if somebody's not from Canada, I just say Toronto. You just say Toronto, yeah. If someone's not from Canada, I normally say around Toronto. <laughs> I'm like, just that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so cool. What brought you to uh, live in Colombia now? So I started learning Spanish as a hobby about four years ago yeah. and it, it completely changed my life like unexpectedly. I just kind of started off as a hobby and I decided to move to Mexico um, because I was working remotely at the time. Right. And yeah, I ended up just kind of getting involved in a couple of really cool programs that were helping Latin American entrepreneurs open yeah. their businesses in North America. Um, and the CEO of Sundevs, which is kind of like my day job, I guess I would consider it now. We met as I was kind of like in this process of learning Spanish yeah. and, uh, it, it's a Colombian American tech company. And so I've actually been with the company for a little over a year now, helping them expand across North America. So cool. yeah, I'm living here, getting to know the culture and yeah. practicing Spanish. Yeah. That's super cool. I love that for you. Um, I'm so excited to, to have this conversation today. I feel like we're going to go a lot of deep places, which is really cool. One thing I want to start drawing on from what you've said so far is you started in your personal development journey. So I feel like a lot of the people that are in the happy healthy community, they're listening to this podcast because they too are on that personal growth, personal development journey. Um, but just as you said, and I so resonated with, you said you felt like you started going in circles and like, that hit me very deep because just earlier this year, I began to feel like I was going in circles. Like I was reading the books, but they all say the same things. I was listening to the podcast, but they all say the same things. And so like, I feel like once you get to a certain point, you've almost hit the, like, I love to learn just like you said. And, but there's, there's only so much in the personal development world on its own that you can learn. And so I've, I also enjoy that spirituality, which is, I think it's so cool. But I would love to get you to to share with us maybe like when you hit that point, how did it feel? Um, like I know for myself, I felt very stuck and I was like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not doing enough? So then I just dove like deeper into it. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I, I totally resonate with everything that you're saying as well. And for me, it was, it really all came to a point. It was uh yeah, two and a half years ago, I was living in Mexico during the pandemic. So I'd mm. actually gone to Mexico right like two days before oh, like COVID got announced to the world wow. <laughs> and ended up deciding to stay in kind of like this small town area mm. uh, of Mexico. And I was there for six months by myself and I knew one person in this small town. Wow. And so I think it was for me, what happened was I, yeah, I felt like I had bought in so much to this mindset is everything. Your thoughts yes. create your reality. Discipline is freedom. I used to listen to this one song on repeat by Jocko Willink, who is like a, yes. a U.S. Uh, like military leader. Discipline equals freedom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like we're in the pandemic and because I kind of bought into this, I was like, great, this is the perfect opportunity to be even more disciplined because yes. I don't have social obligations and blah, blah. Meanwhile, I'm living in another country completely isolated like I know one person in the middle of a global pandemic in an area where I this is not my native language yeah so it was just like so much unpredictability combined with exactly what you're saying is I could never stick to what I set out to do mm -hmm. and that started to create this loop of 
not able to be consistent, feeling a lot of shame, guilt, like I'm weak, then trying to improve out of punishment and feeling like I needed to improve who I was in order to be worthy of whatever, you know, whatever we can in our minds. Mm -hmm. And so it was all of that that happened at the same time. And I remember just like sitting on the couch there. I hadn't communicated with another person in person for a couple of days. And I was just like, something feels deeply disconnected within me Mm. and I'm missing something really fundamental here. Like this is, this is not how my life should be. I should not feel this fatigue. Like I think of it like the princess in the pea story where there's so much good thing, so many good things. And then there's this little nagging feeling of just something not being quite right. Mm -hmm. But then the more you start to pay attention to it, the bigger it builds. And you realize that actually a lot of your life doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like that deep joy and peace that we're really searching for. And so, yeah, that for me was like the moment where I was just like, something feels shut down within me Mm -hmm. and I need to like wake this up. Wow. I love that analogy of the princess and the pea. I'm definitely going to use that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, before, before I give like my little comments on everything you said, cause I just love what you were saying. I was just, you saw, I was nodding along the whole time. I'm like, yes, yes. Praise. Yes. Um, I just want to shout out to the community that like, we're not putting down personal development. Like we both agree that personal shout out to the community that like neither of us are putting down personal development. Personal development is very useful. And there's especially, it's a really good starting point, at least in my opinion, I think it's a great starting point. Um, it's kind of like a basis for you to build a foundation. And then as we're going to discuss, you can build up from there. Um, when you were talking about personal development, you said that you were like, I don't know if discipline was the word that you used, but that's what I wrote down discipline and strict routines. And I, like you just like brought me back to two years ago when I like woke up religiously at like 5 a.m. and I work out and I practice gratitude and I took my green shot and I did this and this and this and this. and if I didn't if I missed a step in the morning I thought I was like not doing well and I was but I was told like in these books like if you get up and you do this and you have the ice bath and you do like the green shot or the gratitude journal like your life is all dandies like you're living life right um and I think like I said like I think it's a those are good ways to start in growth and experiment with like what works for me but being able to let go of like what doesn't work for me and like it's so much in the spiritual world I'll hear like keep what resonates leave what doesn't and there's no shame like just like it's what you need in this journey and I think very much the personal development world is built on the masculine energies and for us as women or who identify as women, um, we have to take into account that we are not just purely masculine energy and no one is, but we have a feminine foundation and a feminine energy that is longing to be used, longing to be kind of like opened up. And so that's where I think that your work and the spirituality is so important. Yeah. And, and I love that you brought that up because I really see this huge link between, yeah, you can say masculine and feminine energy, yin yang, mm-hmm. what, yeah, like whatever, whatever polarization works for you. And this idea or not even idea, but just evolution, because what we, what also a lot of modern personal development only focuses on is the mind mm-hmm. and the mind language and logic as we know it today has only existed for 150,000 years versus our nervous system and the 
the structures within our bodies have been evolving for up to 600 million years. So when we look at the nervous system, for example, those specific structures were part of some of the first organisms 600 million years ago. And so the issue with that and the issue, yeah, with not considering masculine and feminine energy and spirituality is the mind is such a small portion, like such a small portion of, of ourselves, what actually controls our life and the reality that we experience what comes first is our nervous nervous system conditioning because yeah. it are, is that our most basic and fundamental survival instinct. And so by completely disregarding the connection to the body, by completely disregarding somatic practices and somatic therapies, and yeah, mm-hmm. being able to connect with feminine and masculine energy or the earth, um, ancestral healing, all of these things, yes. we are taking out of the equation about 90% of what you evolved to experience life with. Mm -hmm. So you're just saying like from my neck down, this does not matter in how I feel. This has no impact on the thoughts that I have or the emotions that I experience, which is sadly what we've been taught and is completely false. And that creates this cycle because all we're doing is trying to force our mind to do something that millions of years of evolution is not going to let it do. And Mm -hmm. that is consistently think only happy, amazing thoughts that, you know, are going to create a different reality. That just is not going to happen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So much goodness there. So many good words too. Um, we can dive into a few of them as we go along. Um, what, how would you define spirituality? Cause sometimes people hear that word and they're like, no, thanks. I'm not Mm -hmm. like a woo woo person. I'm not like into like, you know, I don't know, bleeding in nature, like, you know, like you, you think of almost like a very extreme, like, I don't want to talk about a moon cycle type of thing. So how would you define spirituality? For me, it is a connection with a larger force. That's really what it comes down to. And a belief that source, universe, God, whatever it is, is organizing life based on energetic principles. Mm. Like that's really what it comes down to. And so for me, that's also why I think, I actually think when you dive into the science of it, the science becomes very spiritual and it becomes like this, this knowledge that at an energetic level, everything in the universe, including you, me, the chair I'm sitting on the moon is made up of matter that is made up of electrons and has a nucleus and all these things at the most fundamental level. And then I just sit back and think, how can we not be spiritual? Like, how how is that not spiritual? How is that not an amazing underlying force of every single thing in the known and unknown universe? And we just kind of disregard that fact. So for me, it's the connection to that fact, which really represents spirituality. I love it. I love that it's like, it's it's very broad but like specific at the same time and people get to to take and practice it the way that they want which is so important yes so yeah. we are in our mind with personal development lots of people listening to podcasts are often very in our, their minds um mm-hmm. so what would be some beginning practices that that people could use to start to drop into their body start to become aware mm-hmm. of the the energy that's already there that already exists but we just haven't tuned into for me I would say that there's kind of there's one step before I would say you know like any one practice because one thing that Mm -hmm. I've also learned especially by blending the science and spirituality is really understanding how someone's nervous system is conditioned how that creates their thoughts 
And in turn, this can cause something called somatization, which is the physical manifestation of an, of, of a symptom. So crying is an example of somatization. Your emotion turns into a tear. This can also turn into back pain, skin conditions, um, fatigue, uh, depression-like symptoms. So what I would say is before looking at practices, what's really important to understand is how your nervous system has been conditioned Mm -hmm. because that is going to create essentially your own prescription or your own you know, protocol for what you engage in. And so what I like to do is tell people there are four main stress or trauma responses Mm -hmm. that we develop uh, from, you know, childhood conditioning and what our nervous system learns in terms of patterns during the first seven years of our lives. And so within these four different stress responses, it's fight, flight, which a lot of people have heard about, Mm -hmm. and then there's fawn and freeze. And all four of these are caused from different combinations of experiences that we've had and each person will generally speaking have one prominent stress response and then have certain symptoms from each of them so freeze for example is often associated with depression it's like a numbing feeling no motivation not wanting to get out of bed Mm. fawn is people pleasing hyper awareness of how others are feeling and feeling responsible for how others are feeling and so on and so forth and so first what i would say is really look at and assess which category in a sense you fall into because in terms of practices I would recommend to someone with a freeze response they need to truly focus on getting back into their body because from an evolutionary perspective when you go into that stress response your body tries to disconnect your mind from your body so that you don't experience pain as much so there I would say things like yoga um, really deep belly breathing focusing on bodily sensations and like really becoming aware again, like, Hey, I have a left foot. I have like a right elbow. And like, how does that feel? Um, versus someone with a fawn response, they're like reclaiming an identity because they spent so long having to people please and accommodate their, Mm -hmm. their persona in order to stay safe. And so for someone like that, I would say, start setting some small boundaries and doing things purely out of pleasure for you because mm. you gain pleasure from it. This is going to help that process of reclamation of self. Right. Um, so it's a bit of a long-winded answer, but yeah. I'm really careful of giving generalized practices when I really believe in like bio-individuality yeah. in every single way that we try and heal. No, I really enjoy that. And like, I think it's very important to recognize that we don't all fit in a box regardless of what we're talking about there's each of us are going to be slightly different each of us has had different experiences um and the environment has such a role on um our development as well right um how would you recommend or or do you have a recommendation for how to track those things like would you recommend like the journal or um is there a different way that people could keep track of that because sometimes at least in my very beginning of opening up to the spiritual world I didn't know how to become aware of what I was doing so there was Mm kind of like a disconnect because I was like I know I want to learn and I know I want to grow but how do I become aware of what I'm doing so I can be like aha that is what needs to be healed yes so two things is I'm also a really big believer as soon as you kind of and this is where the spirituality comes in as soon as you become aware that you want to become aware, you already just started something new in your body and in your mind. So automatically you're going to become more aware than you were before. So that's number one. 
um, which was also like a really beneficial thing for me to discover because it takes, again, some of this responsibility out of being good at healing and being good at self-awareness where I need yeah. to have a journaling practice and I need to be consistent and blah, blah, blah. It's like that. And that for me is also the spirituality side is just yeah. trusting that I'm going to feel the difference. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like foundation level number one. If you feel like you are connecting more to that self-awareness, even if you're not doing anything different, and especially because there's there's always a space between realizing and being able to do something different. So yeah. just simple things like, hey, this morning I woke up and realized that I drank my coffee a little bit later than usual. That's awareness, like just something as simple as that. Mm. And so if you get to that level where you feel like you're kind of engaging in this new relationship, you're starting to discover new things that you're aware of, yeah. then I would say bringing some type of journaling practice into it. This can also, I don't know if you're really artistic, this could also be drawing or something mm-hmm. that just even represents uh, how you're feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll have these amazing like realizations come to your mind. And so write it down or write it in your phone. Um, and eventually you'll kind of figure out your own version of journaling. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it might be writing two words down or two feelings every single time you feel that way. It might be writing a full page of every single thing that you experienced, or it could just be one sentence. Like today I was aware of what I ate. Like it can, Mm -hmm. you know, it could be a huge variety. So that's what I would say is kind of two levels to it is number one, just stick with yourself for a little without adding anything. And then once you've gotten to a level where you feel kind of where you're able to bring a little bit more like activity into it, Mm -hmm. then introduce journaling. Yeah. I like that we said about journal, like do the journaling that is good for you. Cause I remember this is of my spirituality. Everybody was like journal. I'm like, Oh my God, I hate putting pen to paper. Like don't make me do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have since then grown to enjoy some pen on paper, but for the majority, I love like recording little videos. And so often like my realization, I'll either put it in notes in my phone or they become a video that I share on my social media. Cause I was like, Oh, this is something that I became aware of and I want to share it with other people. Um, so that's how I've journaled. Um, so I really like that you kind of pointed that out. It does not have to be like 75 pages each morning that you're writing it. <laughs> yeah. And th- I think that that's awesome because that's such a, a good example of something that I'm such a big believer of as part of the healing journey, uh, the healing journey is not only did you realize that that was how you wanted to journal, but you did it. Like yeah. you weren't like, oh, I'm going to force myself to stay doing, you know, this other thing that I see like these, I don't know, six like Instagram influencers, like preaching, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you really embraced your your individuality, which is awesome. Thank you. Thanks. I try. <laughs> um, I have two questions. My first one is, would you mind defining the other two? So you did freeze and fawn, I think. Would you give mm-hmm. examples of the other two ones um, of what you yeah. would suggest for those? Okay. So yeah, really quick summary. So there's um, fight, flight, fawn, and freeze. So fight This is really common to see with people who had parents that yelled a lot, maybe even like abusive parents or just like abusive figures in your life. So this often comes from having your feelings suppressed or being said that they're not important. Mm. And as adults, this can often look like having pretty extreme anger. Um, You're kind of like really quick to have a temper or a reaction. And after you maybe have one of these explosions at someone you love, 10 minutes later, you have that feeling, which we've all experienced of, oh, like, why did I do that? You know, and then experiencing shame. Um, Mm. So that's the fight. And then flight often occurs from when we were younger and we didn't have 
really one solid, consistent, safe space. Mm -hmm. And so we always had to feel like we were moving around. Mm -hmm. And so this can look like chronic rushing, the inability to stay still, making plans on end, on end, on end, so that you're constantly going and you're constantly changing environments. So that's, yeah. And then freeze is, yeah, typical like depression symptoms, can't get out of bed, no motivation, sometimes like a feeling of numbness or disassociation endless social media scrolling, Mm. coming out of depressive period, you have to go around and, you know, like say hi to everyone again, answer all your messages (laughs) and fawn. Yeah. is really like the people pleasing and, and not having self boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Uh, I feel like I might be flight (laughs) as you were doing. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it in your eyes when I was explaining that one. You're like, oh. You said moving all the time. I'm like literally twirling in my chair as we're like recording this. I'm like, oh, (laughs) damn. That's where I know I need to heal next. Um, Speaking of healing, healing is like such a big buzzword. Like heal your inner Mm -hmm. child, heal heal your inner teen. What is healing? Like, could you, Mm -hmm. what is it? For me, I really like to look at this from an evolutionary and nervous system perspective, and then like kind of add some of that spirituality in. So to me, healing is going through the process of reconditioning and showing your body that it is safe to be your true self consistently. Mm. That's really what healing is. That being said, it's so, there's so much that goes into that one simple sentence. And Mm. this is why the scientific, the, um, like ancestral side of it, the physical, all of this is really important because to be your true self, you need to go out of a state of survival and your Mm -hmm. body is put in a state of survival due to your physical, emotional, and psychological childhood, as well as the existing environment you have today. Something a lot of us don't take into consideration when we go on the spiritual healing journey is, um, what is the air quality like where you live? Mm -hmm. What's the quality of the water? that you drink? Um, how do you move your body? Yeah. What food do you eat? Do you get morning sunlight? Is your circadian rhythm properly going? Because all of those things directly impact your hormones, right. directly impact how you feel, which now become a recorded pattern in your body and your nervous system mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So to me, that's why you have to take another buzzword, maybe but a holistic or like full life approach to healing and that process of re of getting to a point where you've shifted out of survival enough that you're able to rediscover who your true self is without being in survival mode, Mm -hmm. then developing new skills so that your body knows that you are able to now create more and more safe environments for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that trust and that feedback loops starts to make changes because no longer are you going through this crazy hormonal cycle. Every time you put yourself in a stressful environment, you're now able to, to use that energy to handle stress that you have intentionally brought into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to me, healing is going from shifting out of the state of survival, showing or rediscovering who you really are, mm-hmm. and then creating a life that is safe for you to consistently and forever be that person. I really enjoy that definition. I think that's my favorite do- definition of healing ever so thank you for sharing that with me uh, I appreciate that. yeah I love that so much um gosh I can't even I lost my train of thought now because I was just like so into what you were saying yes <laughs> um let's do a little bit um 
uh, on me, not to like make it all about me, but so yeah. because I just identified that I am flight. Yes. Where would, so like, I'm pretty good personal development wise. I'm a little bit into spirituality. Like I'll journal and mm. meditate. What are some other practices that a flight person could engage in that will help take them from that, that spot heal into like, who am I authentically? And then redevelop mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I would say, like what I would like start with you is bringing some more stillness, <laughs> intentional stillness into your life. Yes. Because what, yeah. <laughs> Because what we need to do is we need to recondition your nervous system mm-hmm. to understand that stillness can be a safe environment. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> that sounds so difficult. Some people are probably yes. like, you don't be still. I like literally don't ever. <laughs> yeah, and, and so there's um, there's a micro steps that we can take towards that. So for example, something that's really common, you know, like let's say you go out for a walk. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Like yeah. do you kind of, There's yeah. always something so, in my ears. Yeah, exactly. So some, you know, like something that we can do is, okay, the next three times that you go for a walk mm-hmm. for five minutes, just don't listen to anything. The, mm-hmm. the rest of the time you can listen to something, but just for five minutes, yeah. just don't listen to something. Okay. And that's it. You're still walking. You still have kind of this like, okay, if I do this, I get to listen to my thing. Yes. And so it's a very, it's a micro moment of conditioning mm-hmm. and then something else for you for flight. And then also for freeze. Right. Um, it's really important is this getting back into connection with the body mm-hmm. because when we don't feel safe um, consistently over and over and over again, then our, our body naturally wants to try and kind of disassociate and your way of developing a coping mechanism for that is to constantly go. Mm-hmm. And so getting into the body is a very present moment thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so something, again, that can be a really good like middle ground for you to start with is, yes, getting into the body through exercise, but maybe let's not start with like a yin, super slow, mm-hmm. you know, holding the pose for five minutes. Yeah. Let's start with, I don't know, some dancing, dancing yeah. and shaking around your house, like literally something that's still kind of like upbeat, right. but you're focusing on your body and how it's moving. So that's kind of what I would start like with you. And um, also I would help you start to identify now in your life, where are some places that you truly feel safe in mm-hmm. and that you're, you're safe to be still mm-hmm. because bringing back the awareness piece you might not even realize that you have safe spaces right now. And so your body is not, not engaging with that energy. Right. And so if we can start to say, Hey, whenever I walk into my bedroom, I know no one's going to come and bother me. I know this is totally for me. I can do whatever I want here and I feel good. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, let's kind of call some attention to that. And let's use that as a tool and a resource mm-hmm. so that if you're feeling any of this stress response or you're just feeling bad, that we know that that's a place that you can potentially go and really feel safe in your stillness and taken care of there. Mm. So those are some kind of initial thoughts or ideas that I would have. Wow. Dana, I'm going to tear up. You were just calling me. I was like, you were talking. I'm like, come thinking of all these things that came up and I, oh, I was like, yeah, lots yeah. to work on there. Um, yeah. Actual it's tears. Deep, my eyes yeah. right But in a good way being like, wow, I feel yeah. like I just got even more aware and like just that I can like grow from this so profoundly. So thank you very much. Totally. You can, you really can. <laughs> um, I think one of my safe spaces would be my car. Cause that is where I have practiced that like silence before. Cause I knew mm-hmm. I had heard somewhere previous to this, that like silence is sometimes good. Um, mm-hmm. and that's something that I really haven't ever had 
in my life. Like we have a busy family. We've got five people. Um, and we moved around a lot when I was little, I've always had like 17,000 jobs going on at once, like social, tried to be a social butterfly. So this past year, I feel that I've grown a lot. I only have one job and this business now, which is very unusual for me. I have weekends off. (laughs) Um, and I've been really embracing that. And then the car thing. So like doing a few minutes in the morning, I just like turn off all sounds but I can't do it for long because then I go like a little bit like whoa (laughs) yeah yeah I I love that and that sounds like a really yeah a really healthy um I don't want to use the word sustainable like Mm -hmm. it it just sounds very aligned is a better a medic maybe a better way like for exactly where you are and exactly what you need thank you yeah I've been feeling feeling better lately definitely lots of growth or like another example is last last weekend uh, I fully had a day where I just laid on my couch and watched Netflix. Like from the time I woke up till the time I went to bed, that's all I did. And pr- like old Caitlin would have freaked out that I wasted a day or that I wasn't productive and I didn't do anything. And I literally went to bed and I was like, that was a great day. Yes. <laughs> and that to me was just is so much growth. Like I could not have done that even maybe like six months ago. Yes. I, yeah, I, I love that. And exactly that that moment that you experience like at the end of the day that to me also shows definitely some nervous system healing because your body will like just reject the fuck out of (laughs) you know out of that like no you like lazy piece of shit and like you just start to have this reaction versus to be embodied in that moment and to actually feel like actually I really enjoyed that day and mean that Mm -hmm. like that's 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 huge it felt big. I was like, whoa, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. That's really beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, so before we wrap up today, is there anything else you'd love to share with the community? Yes, actually, this is so fundamental to really what I believe in is we have all developed coping mechanisms to the mm-hmm. level of stress that we have and we are not uh, evolutionarily prepared for the level of stress that we have on a financial, emotional, physical, psychological level in today's society. And so what I really would love for everyone here to take away is that those four stress responses we talked about is look at how often you're engaging in that behavior. I'm going to bet it's pretty frequent And what that represents is that your body is biologically ill-equipped to flourish in the existing environment that we have and that you are not weak for not being able to stick with things. You are not weak for not sticking with patterns or for not having energy to cook a dinner at the end of the day. And instead of looking at these things within you as character flaws or weaknesses, Mm -hmm. look at them as coping mechanisms and know that you are biologically made to have babies, which is really joyful, amazing experience. And that the only thing stronger than that is survival. And so if you are not feeling in a state of general abundance, energy, desire to have sex, desire to connect, Mm -hmm. you are in a survival state, which means you are engaging in coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. You are not weak. That's what I would say. That is beautiful. Thank you so much for saying that. I think that's going to hit home with a lot of people. Amazing. So before we say goodbye, I would love to ask you a few questions. The first being, what is lighting you up in this season of your life? 
cooking. I'm actually taking cooking classes and like learning everything all the way down to like knife skills, like how to like uh, properly like cut and things like that. And I'm really enjoying it. That's super fun. What's been your favorite thing to cook so far? I made a homemade pesto sauce and it was incredible. Um, And I've just used it like on pasta and sandwiches and rice and everything. That sounds delicious. You just made my mouth water. really good yeah um my next question is do you have a book that you'd recommend for people um either to read or listen to as an audiobook yes uh one that I think really blends that kind of science and spirituality that I'm talking about is called how to do the work by Nicole LaPera oh my god I'm reading Uh, that right now yes that's crazy (laughs) I literally am on chapter four (laughs) yes it's 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 such a good it was the book that just took away all of my guilt and shame around like who I was and how I felt. And I was like, Oh my God, this explains it. just like explains everything. It does. (laughs) I love that. And to end off, where can people connect with you? Because you're clearly amazing and they're going to want to. So (laughs) where can they find you? Thank you. Um, on either TikTok or Instagram, um, Instagram, just I find sometimes it's easier. Like if you actually wanted to ask me questions or something like that, it's yeah, like more user friendly to like interact yeah. with people. Um, and on both TikTok and Instagram, my handle is Dana Dozzy, D-A-N-A-D-O-Z-Z-Y-Y. Um, and yeah, I'm always, always open to answering any questions you have about nervous system health and healing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. It has been such a treat. And thank you for like my mini healing session that we just did. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, my pleasure. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you so much for picking the Happy Healthy Girl podcast and listening all the way to the end. We think that you were freaking amazing, pure magic, and guess what? You're one step closer to embodying your authentic self. And we know that because you're here tuning into a personal development podcast. So proud of you, girlfriend. If you have the time, we would love if you left us a review. Share with us what you love most about this pod, but most importantly, share this episode with a gal pal of your own that you think would love it too. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay authentically you. Love you. Bye.